And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He is half of Eric Harley. Well, half a vocal cord of Eric Harley. Maybe. Hey, look, you get some You get some uh, good rest. Don't talk over the weekend. Get rest. All right. Because uh, uh, I hate what I hate. I absolutely hate what you're going through right now because I've been through it before, and it and it feels like your voice is never going to be normal again. And you're like, why is it taking so long? You know what? I have an unreasonable fear that when it comes back, it'll be different. Yeah, listen to me. I have an accident. Don't go in there. There's a bomb in there. There's a bomb in there. That sounds pretty good. Maybe you should just do Arnold's just, voice. I'll the listen rest of the show for the rest of the show. I'm just going to talk like this. It won't be annoying at all. And I, you know, it's it's like the stories you hear where someone uh, goes into a hospital and they go into a coma for a month and they wake up and they've got a British accent all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. Oh no, that was Madonna. Never mind. <laughs> By the way, that was still my favorite meme of the week. Yeah. My favorite meme of the week by far yeah. was the 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 uh the, the protest. First off, the naked the naked uh, cowboy. Oh, yeah. The naked cowboy singing a song. I I I he was interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was like everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Uh but yeah. the the best one was the this woman who had the most? She looked like she she looked like she was part of the Walking Dead, like she was a zombie. Yeah, mm. and her eyes were huge, and the makeup and whatever. I mean, she looked freaky. And somebody, the yeah. meme said, "Hey, look, Madonna's outside the courthouse." <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> oh my! Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, a competition to look weirder and weirder. And, and and this and she was f. Republicans, this okay. Uh, F MAGA, this uh-huh. F okay. Trump, this. It was just, yeah. I mean, and just she was a real champion, I guess. Was, let's put it this way: uh-huh. it looked like she was on something. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. I went. Okay, you're on some type of hallucinogen. Yeah. 
Uh, well, let's hope. <laughs> breaking breaking news uh, uh, overnight, uh, Riley Gaines, you know, we've talked a lot about the liberal transgender activist movement mm-hmm. uh, and just a ton of stuff uh, that we had to come, uh, we had coming your way before this one. And I had, I, uh, you know, I follow her on Twitter. So I saw her where she said I was hit, but she didn't go into details a couple of hours ago. So mm-hmm. I'm just following this going, okay, where's this going? And all of a sudden I saw more tweets and then this story just came out. Riley Gaines, uh, she is the swimmer who went up yeah. against Leah Thomas, who is the uh, uh, transgender female, a biological man. She is the first one to come out and say this is wrong. Yeah. And, of course, because of it, remember the threats, the intimidation. We will destroy your life. You know, they intimidated these women of the Ivy League you know, we define what a woman is. We, the male, define what a woman is. As we've said before, this is rotten sexism, misogyny, and femphobia. Yeah. I said femophobia. I don't know if it's femphobia or femophobia, but it's the same thing. But it, there's absolutely hate against women, and it's continuing. And Riley Gaines, here's a headline. She was ambushed and physically hit after a Saving Women's Sports speech at San Francisco State. Uh, She was barricaded in a room on the third floor of a university building for nearly three hours. Former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines was barricaded in a room at San Francisco State University Thursday night after she was physically assaulted following a speech to students about Saving Women's Sports at a Turning Point USA and Leadership Institute event on the campus. Uh, her husband, uh, Lewis Barker, said he had a brief he had brief conversations with her while she was barricaded in that room for nearly three hours. She told me she was hit multiple times by a guy in a dress. I was shaking. It made me that mad. It makes me feel Sick to feel so hopeless about it. She was under police protection and was still hit by a man wearing a dress. On Twitter, Gaines shared footage she took showing her being rushed out of the venue by police officers amid an onslaught of verbal attacks from detractors who surrounded her. The prisoners are running running the asylum at SFSU. I was ambushed and physically hit twice by a man, she wrote in a tweet. This is proof that women need sex-protected spaces. Still only further assures me I'm doing something right when they want you silent, uh, speak louder. While Gaines spoke to the students, many of whom expressed opposition to her viewpoints, other footage from the event showed the swimmer's remarks being drowned out by a group of pro-trans protesters uh, who had become increasingly loud outside the room. Uh, tonight, Riley Gaines spoke at a San Francisco State University to share her personal story of competing against a biological male athlete. Leah Thomas uh, said her agent, Ellie Bremer, in a, uh, a statement in the past year, her goal in speaking at universities has been to educate her peers about her experience and what the impact of the growing number of biological males in women's sports will do to the, to the integrity of Title IX. She has been questioned in civil and somewhat uncivil manners about her views many times, and she thoroughly encourages diverse viewpoints and debate on the issue. Instead of a thoughtful discussion tonight, 
at SFSU, Riley was violently accosted, shouted at, physically assaulted, and barricaded in a room by protesters. It is stunning that in America in 2023, it is acceptable for biological male students to violently assault a woman for standing up for women's rights. This will not stop Riley from boldly educating people of the dangers of biological males in women's sports. She will continue to speak the truth against a radical left that no longer understands the difference between men and women, and that's from her agent. Mm. This on the same day that the White House backs a rule making it illegal to categorically ban trans athletes from sports. Yeah. Interesting take, by the way, from the Washington Post, which you knew was coming. Here's their headline on it by Laura Meckler, Washington Post. Biden administration says schools may bar trans athletes from competitive teams. What it does, the move, the proposed move, it says, well, no blanket bans. But as they point out, and again, coming from the Washington Post, under the proposal, schools would need to consider a range of factors before imposing a ban on trans athletes and would need to justify it based on educational grounds such as the need for fairness. Well, what do you think we're talking about here? Well, the, the, the entire point, though, has been brought out here. Uh, a, a number of uh, legal people have said what they're doing here is they're trying to ride both sides of the issue. What they're trying to say is exactly where what, I was going. And, and what actually in reality this is, is that any school, uh, uh, any, uh, you know, regular school, kindergarten mm-hmm. to 12th grade, mm-hmm. anytime you do this, you will have to go to court to do it. The legal cost, right. Right. the legal cost itself, the whole goal is to bankrupt schools. The burden of proof is the, going to be on those schools. Right. The burden of proof will be on the schools every time this happens, and so right. they will financially make them do this. Yeah. I hope the states say to the federal government on this, go to hell. Yeah. And the states are the ones that backs the schools that, uh, that, that do it. You've got to take this to the Supreme Court because... This is getting insane. And here you have the White House again. This is nothing but rotten sexism, misogyny, hatred towards women, femophobia, you name it. It is horrendous what is going on in this country. It is evil. It is wrong. And And for the life of me, I don't know why more women aren't standing up and saying, this is BS. We're not going to put up any more with men dictating the definition of women. Because they're afraid of being assaulted. We, we right. just, that's, they're, they're afraid to go through. Well, you need to stand up in such numbers where it, it does. It, well, you, that's, yeah. and, and that's the problem. Who's going to be the first to that? Riley Gaines. I mean, that's, 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 that's it. And she knew. And they see that. They know this. And they know that the mob is coming after them. Most are going to walk away from it. And right now they're doing just that. It's getting stronger, though. You're getting stronger. You have, uh, here it is, a, uh, and this is the incredible thing. You've got both now Caitlyn Jenner coming out and knocking uh, Nike for the Dylan Mulvaney partnership. Mm. saying they're marginalizing women. now, And you've got another transgender teacher speaks out against naked education show in Great Britain. It's just wrong. And this is a yeah. transgender woman 
who is a physics teacher, spoke to British television news channel uh, to discuss a controversial program which aired on Channel 4 in Great Britain on Tuesday. As the title implied, the show featured children raising, ra- ranging from 14 to 18 being exposed to naked bodies of various adults to learn about body image. After the show premiered, several people, including some of the news members, voiced disgust or discomfort. Are we over-sexualizing or quite literally indecent exposure towards kids here? Well, that's the whole thing in Florida. Yep. The whole thing in Florida. Disney wanted sexualized content to five-year-olds. These people are perverts. Yeah. They're absolute perverts. I mean, this is the ultimate in sexism and misogyny like I've never seen before, as blunt as you can possibly imagine. And they're saying, oh, no, you're the bigoted ones. They're doing the same that they do. It's the same thing. Anti-racism is now racism. Yeah, it's interesting here that in the Washington Post coverage of this story, uh, from the, uh, the, the move from the administration, polling shows the majority of Americans oppose allowing transgender women to compete in sports. A Washington Post University of Maryland poll just last year found 55% of Americans opposed allowing trans women and girls, that's the uh, trans women, that would be men, they were born men, they are biological men, and girls to compete with cisgender women and girls in high school uh, sports, and 58% opposed it in college and professional sports. Um, Also in May, Pew found that 58% of adults say they favor laws that require trans athletes to compete, laws that require trans athletes to compete on teams that match the sex they were assigned at birth. That's the thing. No one's taking any opportunity away. No. Uh, and, and, and and by the way, with both of those polls, you know, we can we can talk about the public pressure politically, and it may apply there. But break that down into parents who have students in school, whether it's high school or college, and see where those polls go. Because remember the poll, what was it, last year about uh, the the majority of Americans think you should still wear a mask on a plane. The majority of Americans don't fly. Break that poll down into people who actually fly. Right. And break it down to the people that are being directly affected and see where those polls come back. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, who strongly criticized the inclusion of men in women's sports, sounded off on Twitter over the Nike partnership, saying it contributes to the erasure of women. Meh. Uh, As someone who grew up in awe of what Phil Knight did, it's a shame to see such an iconic American company go so woke. We can be inclusive, but not at the expense of a mass majority of people and and have some decency while being inclusive. This is an outrage. Uh, Jenner, uh, uh, you know, uh, again uh, responded to a uh, a tweet, uh, you know, from I guess the uh, the uh, I guess the organization that's mm-hmm. representing Dylan Mulvaney. But that's the entire thing. Is what what are they calling it now? Is it women face? Mm-hmm. Okay. That basically you're taking your and and she said Dylan Mulvaney is basically mocking or having the worst caricature of a woman, right? And men are doing this, and that started coming out. It was the it was that started here in Texas from that uh, what a University of Austin, right? Uh, uh, the um, 
the president who said no drag shows here. It's insulting right. towards women. Right. It's like, whoa, I'm right. Well, no, I mean, that's it. If, if, if the liberals want to play by their own playbook, we can do this. This is according to their own rules. But, I mean, when you see that the White House is promoting this, and, again, they want to pervert the entire thing of Title IX, and, and, and that's why the Supreme Court has to get a hold of it, because the legislature didn't do this. You know, we know that Title IX was about biological men and biological women, and they changed it. They just did yeah. it by rulemaking. Yeah, sure. That needs to go to the Supreme Court. Yep. And we need to stop this foolishness now. We need to stop this horrendous, I mean, just despicable, despicable sexism and misogyny coming from the liberal transgender activist movement and fully supported by the mainstream of the Democratic Party. This is not a fringe of the Democratic Party. They support hatred towards women. They support men defining what a woman is because they can't define what a woman is. Right. So let's let those men define what a woman is. And if they wish to compete and say, I'm a woman, then they can compete with the woman. These people are insane. And Democrats, you keep voting for them. If they think this way, why do you trust them on any other issue? Right. How long before there's a mandate that through the departments, an an administration, whether it's Biden or the next liberal, comes in and says, no, we, we're going to require that there are so many transgenders on in, in, in every school and every... Now, I don't know how you get that done, but what's stopping them up to this point? I mean, a new controversy of busing? Well, think about oh it. My God. Think about it. Set a mandate and say, well, no, you're not being inclusive enough. Oh, yeah, no, that, that would be next, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. that's that's exactly where they go yeah. next. Now, you and I don't write the rule book. I don't know how you make that work, but I can see them promoting that. What we need to do is make sure, ensure that every school, every team, well, then you want the men to take over women's sports. Yeah, I mean, That's what you're yeah. saying. I mean, this is it's it's amazing that in 2023 we have this mainstream hatred towards women, and it's the mainstream of the Democratic Party. Yes, it's unbelievable. Eight six six ninety red eye. The latest U.S. drought monitor reflects the continued expedient reduction of drought nationwide. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. On April fourth, we see just twenty eight point two percent of the country covered by all levels of drought. Everything from moderate to exceptional drought, D one to D four. That is down more than ten percentage points from five weeks ago at the beginning of March when we saw thirty eight point five percent drought coverage. And compared to a peak of just under sixty three percent set of the country a drought last October. That means effectively that we have seen one third of the country wiped clean of drought in a five month period since that all time number two peak drought coverage last autumn. Add abnormal dryness to total drought coverage and 55% of the country at the beginning of March that is now down to 51.5%. But if you look back to last autumn we saw an all time record 85.3% dryness and drought coverage. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the bottom of uh, the hour, our unfortunate audio cut of the week. And uh, it uh, really comes from yesterday and the unbelievable gaslighting like you can't believe from the administration with the White House's report on Afghanistan, which was it's Trump's fault and everything was great. And uh, all this talk of chaos, we, we didn't see that happening. Mm-hmm. So we'll get uh, to that unbelievable gaslighting. Worst gaslighting I've ever seen come from a White House spokesperson, by the way. Yeah. And that takes a lot, because it wasn't Kareem Jean-Pierre. Uh, and also uh, other stuff. <laughs> a few more things to talk about. Today. Listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. If you can't listen live overnight, you can listen when and where you want on our Red Eye Radio uh, app. Before we get to our unfortunate audio cut of the day, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, uh, job numbers coming out today. Yeah, so the unemployment report hits here in about roughly three hours, just under three hours from now, and um, we'll see where it goes. Um, huh. uh, the median forecast is uh, for 238 jobs to be added, uh, non-farm payroll. 238,000. 230, yeah, 238,000. And last month it was 311. Now, sometimes the Wednesday uh, payroll numbers from ADP, the payroll company, 
uh, don't jive with the unemployment report. And they were at, the median forecast was at 261,000 on Wednesday, and it came in at 145, uh, so 145,000. So I don't know um, if, if, if that means anything for the unemployment report. Again, the median forecast at, at 238,000. But the rate is likely to stay the same. And you look also previously in the week, um, we had the uh, the number of jobs, job openings. The median forecast was uh, for 10.5 million. This report hit Tuesday. And the actual came in at 9.9 million. But it's still staggering to feel, to to think about roughly ten million jobs. Yeah, but when you, you know, that are out there, but when that you, are unfilled. But when you think about it, I mean, you're you're talking about six hundred thousand gone. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. aren't jobs that were taken. The majority no. of those are jobs that those are did, jobs that were eliminated. Yeah, jobs that were eliminated. Yeah. That, at at that point, month to yeah. month, that's huge. Yep, yeah. uh, that's a, that's a that's a significant right. miss on that on that forecast. Uh, also, first time or initial. Jobless claims yesterday, the median forecast coming in at 200,000 and the actual came in at 228,000, uh, more than a 10% miss there on, on those numbers. So we'll see yeah. here in a few hours what, and, what it looks like. And the previous, like. the previous week's claims were revised up sharply. Uh, originally that was, uh, Right, uh, right, revised up from one hundred ninety-eight thousand yeah. to two hundred forty-six thousand. Right. Uh, so that's the uh, the uh, highest so far now of the uh, of of the year. You, you really don't see much of any good economic news uh, out there at all right now. And when you see all the layoffs that are happening, when you see and, and the layoffs are being well publicized, and you're talking about tens of thousands, you know, it was really weird. I I, I was. Uh, I went. I had to, go to, had to go. Had to go actually to the bank today, which is a very rare thing. Going to the bank, and there's a Chick Fil A next door. They're completely remodeling it. They said we'll see in the summer of 2023. Yeah, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, I mean they're completely redoing it. I'm like, okay, so you're closing down now. Are are, are your workers going to other Chick Fil A's in the area? Do they have jobs, or are you mm. laying off and starting all over again? No, normally, you know, the franchisee is only allowed to have. And in that company, only had allowed to have one or two stores, so quite possibly no. I don't know if those franchisees allow them to go out to other stores and work while they're remodeling or not. That's a good question. Because I was thinking, because it's massive construction. I mean, it's like that. It looks like they're redoing the whole place. Yeah, uh, it's not like just indoor. I mean, they're out there, the parking lot. They're digging up everything. Mm-hmm. And I went, is that Chick Fil A gone? It can't be. I mean, I. I'm never there where there isn't a lot. I'm never by there. I actually yeah. can't eat much there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never go by there where there isn't a line. And you know, it's, and, and it's interesting you say that because I've only run into that at one other location, and they were remodeling. And I remember turning around in the parking lot. I wasn't going there, but I had to turn around. It was in the shopping center, and their store was standalone inside the parking lot, basically close to the street. And I had to come in and turn around. I was like, it looks like they're closed. It's not a Sunday. Yeah. And, it's, and then <laughs> I looked around the side of the building. And it's like, oh, they've got a dumpster, you know, one of the dumpsters yeah. on the side to, yeah. uh, to take off, you know, to take material away that they're 
remodeling and, and taking off. And I had never seen, seen that before. They had at least six of the huge dumpsters around the parking lot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wow. What in the, and then when they said, see in the, see in the summer of 2023, which, you know, probably could be three, four months from now. So they're probably trying to do it quickly, but I'm like, wow, who in this economic times, who does that now and says, okay, you're gone. Hopefully, you'll come back in a few months. Well, with this, the labor market the way that about it is, it. Uh, the the same company that says that, uh, yeah, we could be open on Sunday, but we're not going to be. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, I don't see. I just I don't see much optimism at all. I just don't see it coming. And the question that I it sits in the back of my mind that I really don't like to contemplate much about is. You know, will it not just be, you know, is is it not just the fact that inflation is going down and therefore because of the monetary policy we're having a recession? But is this a is this actually a combination of both? Well, it's is, interesting. Is it, stag, is it stagflation? Yeah. Uh, John Solomon, just the news he posted yesterday, and there was some other coverage of this uh, of the uh, CEO of of, uh, of Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, Jamie Dimon saying that the there's an increased risk, risk now um, of of a recession, uh, and John Solomon again at Just the News citing an inter- in an interview with CNN on Thursday, J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon said he believes the collapse of several banks in March has increased the risk of a recession. Okay, um. Is it that they collapsed or is it the collapse of those banks that is further driving it? I Because there's my question. Are we talking correlation or causation? And okay. if it is causation, then in which direction? What's causing what? And, and, and that's what it gets down to because they know. Um, I mean, J.P. Morgan Chase, of all the banks that are safe right now, it's, it's them. I, I believe the banking system is not, you know, on the brink. Uh, there's no indication that the, the larger banks are. But I can't say any uh, anything at all for any of the banks that are under the jurisdiction of the San Francisco Fed, <laughs> quite unfortunately. Well, you know, when, when he said that, I still, I wanted more of a explanation in layperson's terms so I can fully understand why he believes that specifically. Right. I don't like when they give out warnings and, maybe talk in financial talk, and I'm still left going, I don't know what you mean. Because when you say that, and I don't know exactly what the cause is, as you said, as as you stated, then confusion or ignorance is never good for the markets. For well, s- right, exactly. And, 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 and I think that's the problem is that uh, there has to be a very, I, I think, clear – if you're going to say this, look, uh, an increased chance of uh, or risk of a recession. Well, we we come and recessions come and go. Here is my question: as a layman, as a consumer, just as a citizen, not somebody in the media. My question is: what is that overall consensus? Because I do believe, by the way, a, a lot of the financial blogs and websites and and companies and news organizations um cnbc fox business any of them i think they're they're tailoring their words differently because nobody wants to be seen as you know screaming fire 
in inside of a crowded theater. But the, what I do wonder is that it, what what are the what if you could put the numbers to it? What's the risk of having a a recession that goes on for far too long? Because the level of spending that got us to this level of inflation then has to be met with ultimately in order to get us out of it, we have to go through a recession. But also there was uh, the story yesterday. Uh, someone did the take on it, basically saying what I've been saying, and that is Jerome Powell, Fed chairman, is not serious about getting on top of inflation. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if we're going to see uh, a recession, a long recession, or a deep recession, stagflation that goes on and on. I don't know. I can't tell you that. I don't have that kind of uh, ability to uh, see in the future. But there's no doubt that there, that right now, all of the ingredients are there for a, a very bad scenario. And I hope it does not turn out to be that. I'm going to say this in a more calm way because we address it to begin the show and, and we're quite, I probably people would say animated about it, but our audio cut of the day comes from Biden spokesperson John Kirby as the White House yesterday came out with their analysis on the Afghanistan situation and the withdrawal and basically said it's Trump's fault. Yeah. And it was mind-boggling to watch the, the White House press corps number one, furious that they gave it to him right before they walked in the room so nobody could actually study it and and look at it. And then they did it on a weekend, and the president's gone, and they said, well, the president won't be available to answer any yeah, questions on right. this. And then John Kirby, former rear admiral uh, in the Navy for 30 years, went on, in my humble opinion, to spit on the graves of the American soldiers that died and were injured over there in Afghanistan He actually said this, because we all know the chaos that was there. The biggest drop in the president's favorability came after Afghanistan. And so we all know what happened. We all know it was chaos. When he was asked that question, here was his response. And so for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. At one point during the evacuation, there was an aircraft taking off full of people, Americans and Afghans alike, every 48 minutes. And, of course, that wasn't the point. The point is what happened. The, the entire withdrawal, the number of people that were left over there, yeah. the fact that, uh, that as you know, that one sergeant said who testified before Congress, we believe we had the shot at the suicide bomber and our, our military management abandoned us completely. That our civilian, and, and that is the view of the veterans of the United States. And they, I mean, it was gaslighting like I've never, ever seen. Ever. I've never seen this kind of gaslighting. And to come from a former high-ranking military member who gaslighted like this, and John Kirby decided the hill to die on was defending Biden? Yep. And lying for Biden and spitting on the graves of, 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 of soldiers, betraying the military as he did yesterday? It was just an abomination. It really was. Well, in the tone was as inappropriate as you can possibly get in that setting. And the media knows it. They, they absolutely all knew it. You, know it. Go back and watch the press conference and the questions. They were not happy at all, and nobody bought into it. We played some of the audio from MSNBC, MSNBC, that wasn't buying it. No. Saying, no, this isn't, you know. Yeah, this is, it, it's garbage, but it is the arrogance and defiance that runs through this administration. And once again, 
this president turning his back on the American people. Uh, I got a three-day weekend, no questions. Yeah. The uh, same yeah. president who felt bothered to have to come back from his vacation yep. when all this was going yep. down, remember, and, and and then turned his back and what went and, back on vacation. And the media knows because the media was reporting. They were oh, talking yeah. about that. They were furious that he didn't go and, you know, when he was going to the helicopter, he went out another way. Yeah. So, and he said, well, he went out that way in order to not disturb where the Easter egg was going to uh, be. Uh-huh. Nobody bought it because yeah. where he went out the other side, there were still a couple of reporters, and he walked right by them, turned their back, yep. and the reporters are furious. They said, this thing, as big as this is, comes out, you dump it on a Friday, yep. and then he walks away, and you say he's not going to answer questions on it. They weren't buying it. I'm wondering if somebody told him, hey, you need to go out that way because of the Easter egg thing, knowing that if he turns around and starts answering questions, he walks yeah. into it and steps in it big time. Eight six six ninety red eye Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hardy, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Isn't it amazing the time that we live in? I mean, think about yeah. it. Just just yeah. a couple of days ago, you know, just really two and a half days ago, and it was the biggest news ever, right? The biggest political news ever, the indictment of a president, mm-hmm. and the left completely has dropped it. There's no discussion on it at all. That's how bad it is. The, as we said, the only articles really being written are – the legal analysts looking at it every day coming up with something new and going, but we thought he had nothing, but he's got nothing plus yeah. this. And, and he's got 34 counts of nothing. Right. There's, there, there's uh. nothing here. I mean, there's, there's nothing upon nothing upon. And there's like this incredible shock from the legal community that Bragg put together such a, you know, a bad case of charges against Trump that it's so incredibly poor that nobody's willing to defend it. And right. so it dies. The biggest political news in the history of the country, because it's never happened before, 36 hours later, 48 hours it's later. A sleeper. Nobody's talking about it's it at all. It's a total sleeper. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> 
Those Weekend Golf Guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.